most women have just been marinated in diet culture and a philosophy of why what they need to do to change their eating, which is basically you need to focus on the food, you need to be stronger, you need to have more willpower, you need to say no more, you need to go hungry, right? You need to make a long list of things you are not going to do and you're not going to eat. And that is, first of all, it's a recipe for failure because we all run out of willpower. Um, it's also a recipe for misery and an unhappy relationship with food. And the truth is that there are reasons that we do what we do. There are reasons that we eat. There are reasons that we overeat. Hello, Fempreneurs. My name is Lindsay Berry. I am the host of the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. I've written five books for women. I love hanging out on Instagram with other Fempreneurs. And I really just built this community and podcast because I want to be around more inspired, fired up, hardworking women like you. And I want to help you find ways to get things done faster and have more fun doing it. And my guest today, her name is Melissa McCreary. She has done some pretty cool stuff in her business. She is a clinical psychologist and she specializes in helping women who have too much on their plate. <laughs> um, she helps women with food and with getting control of cravings and, you know, changing the way that they bring food into their world, their relationship with food, really. I'm not going to talk anymore about my, you know, description of what she does. I just want you to listen to her, discover not only what she does in her day-to-day -day practice. Um, she's also an author, by the way, and the host of a podcast called Too Much on Her Plate, which I love. And I'm going to talk about that in the interview. Let's dive in. Food is so easy, right? Eating is so easy. Being an entrepreneur, being a busy person is so complicated. It is so easy to use food to get through the stress, to get through the uncertainty, to get through the anxiety and the emotion. Um, it can be a real trap. Yes. Yes. And I, I've known for a long time that you know, I watch a lot of my femprinter friends do the same thing. I know I've known for a long time that I'm not giving um, this very valuable thing, this very important thing, which is nourishing my body. And I, and I, I always say, I don't love food. I think that's just more of an excuse to scarf it down and get back to work, <laughs> but you know, to really just take that time for some self care and you are doing an amazing job of communicating why that's so important. So can you tell us a bit about your journey to, you know, where you are today in the business and book that you have today? How did you kind of find yourself here? What, what, kind of, what kind of life events happened to bring you here? Well, I'm a psychologist. And so I've worked with women around food and eating and overeating and weight and every single way you can combine that together for my entire professional career. Um, and over years of doing this, what I saw over and over and over again was smart, incredibly successful women who were accomplishing amazing things in all these other areas of their lives who were building empires and, you know, practices and had mothers who had perfected the art of being in three places at once. And, you know, they could, women who could do it all. And yet in this one area of their lives, we're not feeling successful when it came to, to managing eating and their weight. We're not feeling successful. We're not feeling like, feeling like everybody else had figured it out by now. And um, accepting the message that the diet industry gives us that 
you're never going to really figure it out. You always have to control this thing. You need to stay on top of it. It's always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be an issue. It's something you have to be obsessed with. Um, and I guess I heard one too many smart women tell me that this was the, this limiting the belief that they had when the whole rest of their life was all about possibility. Um, and true. So my, my passion is really helping people create a freedom and peace in their relationship with food and just leave the struggles behind so you can put your time and energy into stuff that matters so much more. Yeah, and you're doing an amazing job. I want to make sure that all of the women who are resonating with this, who are listening right now, do go over and and subscribe to your podcast because I, can, I still can't believe the power that you, those two episodes, I mean, out of many, many more that I listen to have. Um, what kind of personal journey have you been on when it comes to, you know, let's talk more about your entrepreneurial journey to following your heart, to doing this work that you feel so called to do. How did you take that and turn it into a business? Um, well, I had a business and private practice as a psychologist because that's what I had always wanted to do. And then, you know, at some point the world, the world, because I am older than you, the world opened up and technology made it possible to to be all sorts of places, you know, outside of my own office and reach people. And the more I did that, um, I, you know, I started doing that part time. And but I've been online um, doing this work full time since, oh boy, well, full time since 2014. Um, wow. And what has amazed me as I talk to women all over the world is the commonality of our stories, mm -hmm. right? And not only how many people struggle with this stuff, but also how many people are telling themselves I'm the only one everybody yeah. figured out by now I just need to eat less and move more and it should be so simple and mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. right we for so many reasons and we are taught to like you were saying you know you can grab it it's easy to have you can do other things you can um you can use it to manage your feelings to perk yourself up to all these things that people mm -hmm. often need help with yeah Absolutely. And I love that you, you, um, you really reframed the whole deprivation thing for me in the episode that I listened to. And I can't remember which one it was, but you really um, reframed a lot of those, those negative um, thoughts that we have around, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take control of this, I'm going to change this. And a lot of the, the deprivation and the negativity, those words that come into our mind, you really did a great job of reframing that for me. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about that? I don't want you to kind of like reenact this podcast episode. Well, maybe I do actually. But. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think that I don't think that I know that most women have just been marinated in diet culture and a philosophy of why what they need to do to change their eating, which is basically you need to focus on the food. You need to be stronger. You need to have more will you need to say no more, you need to go hungry, right? You need to make a long list of things you are not going to do and you're not going to eat. And that is, first of all, it's a recipe for failure because we all run out of willpower. Um, it's also a recipe for misery and an unhappy relationship with food. And the truth is that there are reasons that we do what we do. There are reasons that we eat. There are reasons that we overeat. And the, the smart approach 
that the diet industry doesn't teach you because by the way, they make a lot of money, the more that you continue to not be successful. Um, the smart approach is to get to the bottom of things and to understand the reason that food has the power that it does in your life, the reason that you wander every day at three o'clock, um, the reason that you are stopping at the even though you're not hungry, and then learn how to respond to, to, how to take care of yourself and to take care of those reasons. And that's how you, you move driving yourself and really feeding yourself. Because when you can start to take care of the reasons, the stress, the boredom, the anxiety, the this is my only me time and there's nothing else for me and so I get ice cream at the end of the day. When you can take care of those things, not only does your relationship with food get better, does the weight come off if that's what you want, do you stop needing to binge every evening, um, but you've also take care of, taken care of those reasons, which means your life gets better, you feel better, it's easy. Absolutely. Um, so tell us, can you tell us kind of like a client success story? I know you told a few on the podcast, which I loved. Um, some, some of the stories of some of these women, like paint the picture of the world that they were in when they found you and kind of, you know, their story. Yeah. So I have a, uh, my program is called Your Missing Piece and it's a six month program. So people really have a chance to learn, learn and, and not just beyond, but really, um, hum the, this new way of thinking and a new approach and letting go of deprivation. And, um, and it's a, it's a very different kind of journey because people come in, my clients come into this program with deprivation mentality. Okay, I'm here. I'm ready to try harder. I'm ready to, I'm ready to like, what do I need to cut back on? What's the food plan? What do I need to track? And we don't do it that way. Uh, we start by taking your power back and reminding reminding my um, uh, my people that they're in charge. They get to be the boss of their relationship with food. There are no, I have to, I can't eat this. I have to give up this. There's no eating after seven o'clock. You get to make the rules and mm -hmm. you can make them in a way that fits you and you get to figure out what your hidden hungers are. Um, there's a quiz that I use to help people identify that. Um, you get to start figuring out how to feed yourself what you really need that isn't food. And when that happens, so much changes. So what happens for a lot of my clients, I just, I had a coaching call this morning, a group coaching call. And what happens is things start to change and sometimes they don't even notice because they're not trying really hard. So there was a client this morning who, as she was talking, she's realizing I don't binge every night like I used to binge. I hadn't even thought about it, but I hadn't even thought about it. I'm not thinking about I have to have my ice cream and my cookies and my chips every night. It just has kind of faded away because I've been taking care of this other stuff, which is so different than so many weight loss plans or um, healthy eating plans where you spend your whole day thinking about it and working at it and okay, I will not binge tonight, right? Mm -hmm. um, so is seeing everything get transformed and, and um, you lose the cravings. You don't have to fight them for the rest of your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, they kind of dissipate as you choose to, I guess, focus on other things. Like, again, I, I think you're just a magician when it comes to reframing all of this. It's just stuff that, it's just stuff that I've never heard before. And 
um, yeah, the diet culture, all the different fad diets that I've lived through in my 40 years. And I know that women older than me have lived through even more of them. So I can't imagine, you know, adding that additional baggage um, into that, just that overall feeling of, of failure and of what am I doing wrong? And why can't I get a hold of this? And like you said, my, my life is amazing. I'm killing it in my business and my career as a mom, blah, blah, blah. But I don't feel like my my food and my nutrition is is in the same ballpark. It's like a whole other world. And so, um, yeah, so I do appreciate you sharing those those stories of women that you've encountered. What's one of the most common myths that women are believing that's keeping them stuck? If you can kind of find, I'm sure there's a million of them, but what are the most common ones? There's two. I think one is that you you start by changing your food, right? Mm. And no matter if you, and that's what we want. We want to, how do I eat? I would like a food plan. What is the diet I should go on? But if you start with the food and all you focus in on is the food and you don't address the reasons that you want to eat, the reasons that it's so hard to not eat this other food, you know, at the end of the day, then you are always going to be struggling. You are always going to be fighting to be in control. Um, the second myth that I think is so important to address is the deprivation myth that if something, if, if you are trying to change your eating and it isn't working, then it's your fault and it just mm -hmm. needs to work harder. Right. So if, if I have this plan and I, I can't stay on it, then I need to just like, try it again on Monday and get in there and have more deprivation and have more willpower and fight harder and work harder. And honestly, I work, you all are smart women, right? We're all smart women. If something isn't working, there's a reason it isn't working. And this idea that it's you and there's something wrong with you and you just need to get back on that hamster wheel because that's what it is is a recipe for you to just keep running faster and faster and faster and not get anywhere. So what will women find when they head over to your website? It's too much on her plate.com. Too much on her plate.com. Right. Too much on her plate on Instagram. And it's the too much on her plate podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the, the thing that I would love for people to find over there, there are, there's a ton of resources, there's articles, the podcast episodes are there. There's also the free hidden hungers quiz, which is because I think what happens for a lot of women is when we start to talk about the reasons that you're emotionally eating or you're eating food you don't want to eat, it can get overwhelming. And a lot of women say, well, I have all the reasons. <laughs> yes, I'm tired and I'm stressed and I'm too busy. And, I'm, and so that feels overwhelming and that can just lead you to the kitchen too. So the Hidden Hungers quiz lets you answer a few questions, identify what your primary hidden hunger is, and then gives you one action step. Like here is the place to start. You do not have to change everything. You do not have to dismantle your life. You do not have to go on a six week cruise to de-stress and you know, um, here is a step that you can take and you can get off the hamster wheel and you can start building a different kind of cycle instead of a vicious cycle. Okay, that's a great re resource. I'm happy to hear that's at your website. And tell us about your book. When did the book come out? How did the kind of idea to write a book spark for you? Talk to our fempreneurs who maybe know they need to package their knowledge into a oh. book and kind of inspire them. 
the book came out. Well, the book has been out for quite a while. Um, the book is on. Mm -hmm. It's the Emotional Eating Rescue Plan for Smart Busy Women. And it was a program that I had been, it was a 28 day program that I had been teaching for quite a while. And I decided to write it down and, and put it in a book. Um, I'm so glad that I did, you know, yeah. it, um, it, it was an interesting, I did not know where that whole journey would, would take me, but it has helped so many people. And I get so much feedback about that book. Um, if people are thinking about writing a book, I would say you do not have to do it all by yourself. Get a good editor. Please get a good, good editor. I didn't think I needed an editor, but everybody needs an editor. <laughs> um, yeah. Simple step-by-step -step plan to start taking, um, start reshaping your relationship with food and stop emotional eating. Awesome. Well, thank you for pushing through the the challenges of writing a book. I know I've been there as well and I've helped a lot of women write books and I think it's just so amazing to cross the finish line with a book. And like, how big of a credibility piece has that book been for you in your business? Do you, did you feel a real shift for how seriously people were taking you? I guess it's a little different for you as a clinical psychologist, but did that book change the way people kind of looked at you, do you think? Um, I th yeah, I think it's helpful. I think people know you're serious about what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. You are not, not just um, throwing things out, you know, things out there. It's, it's a wonderful, it's wonderful to have something to refer people to. Um, and it continues, you know, it's this other way of, of continuing to share my message that speaks for me. That book was published in 2013. Okay. Um, and still, I, you know, people, I, just had a post on Facebook yesterday. I'm waiting for my book to, right? And the topic is everything. The topic, it doesn't change. So the information is absolutely relevant. Um, but it was a very, I'm very glad I did that. That's awesome. That's really good to hear. I forgot to ask you this when we first started talking. Where are you right now? I am in Bellingham, Washington. Okay. So you go west till you hit the ocean and you go north until you hit Canada. That's about where I <laughs> about where I am. Right. Well, we're in Canada. We're most of us are in Calgary, Alberta. So I have actually been to Bellingham before. Um, you know, I spent some time in Vancouver. So we like to come down for shopping occasionally, back when it was super easy to cross the border many years ago. So that's really, uh, really neat to have you here from the west coast of the USA. And has, is that where you've always lived? Is that where you're from originally? I've been here a very long time. So yeah, and I would never leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got everything there, hey? It does. Islands, mountains, water. Yeah, it's pretty good. Right. And so are you a mom? Do you have children? Do you have, do you have um, fur babies? Like what, what does life look like for you when you're not working with your clients? Life is pretty simple at this point. I've got two grown, um, two grown boys who are out of the house and uh, just me and my husband at this point. So Pretty nice. cool. I spend a lot of time outside. I live in a beautiful place. Um, love to run and hike on the trails around here and um, be outside. Good for you. And, drink, and then always got to drink the coffee. <laughs> oh, I've got my coffee. I've got my afternoon coffee handy as well. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this, this is instant coffee. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a coffee connoisseur like you probably are. Um, one day I will be. That's part of that whole like rushing it thing though, right? I would love to make good coffee at home, but I'm just like, meh, instant, done. 
caffeine injection, I would probably get it like a syringe, just like, shh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I wanted to ask you more about like taking us back 10 years, maybe even 15 to 20 years to those really grinding kind of building years, I'm assuming, when you still had children at home and a lot more, um, you know, just a lot going on. Can you take us back and kind of take us through some of the, the greatest challenges you faced in your business growth journey? I think I was thinking about this and um, for me, well, so I, I was trying to figure out how to take a brick and mortar practice that I had and how to turn it into doing virtual work and working online, um, which has just been so cool and so rewarding. I mean, to have clients on all these different continents and do all this stuff. Um, I think the real challenge for me was how easy it it was to get overwhelmed by all the possibilities and feeling like I teach my clients a lot of, we talk a lot about perfectionism and all or nothing thinking. And it is so easy starting out in business. And I think particularly in, in this kind of um, online world to feel like you have to do all the things you have to be everywhere and you have to know, you know, you have to have um, the webinar and the funnels and all the social media presence uh, and um, not only is that overwhelming, but it, it just dilutes you. You know, I really had to find out, like, what are the things that are powerful for me? What are the things that I enjoy? Um, and it took me quite a while to realize it, it can be simple, right? Right. And so did you have kind of a secret weapon for pushing through a lot of the distractions and the, I could do that, I could do that. Did you have a business coach? Did you have some sort of a a way to skip over a lot of those bumps or did you just survive the bumps? And I'm a kind of person. If you give me any kind of strength assessment and perseverance is always up there on, as one of my strengths. Um, but yeah, I work with different coaches and um, absolutely getting help is always makes it so much easier. It is not always the first thing that occurs to me, but <laughs> I am never regretted um, getting quality help for the kind of, you know, for this work. And, and people who have already figured things out, you just, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Absolutely. Um, do you mind taking us into a bit of the nitty gritty of, I guess, the, the technology of your business? Like, what are you using to grow your email list? And what are you using for um, your, uh, your quiz? Like, take us behind the scenes a little bit, if you don't mind, if you can. Um, what am I using for my quiz? You mean what is the what's the platform? Yeah, it's on. Yeah, so my um, boy, I have simplified things over the last several years. Um, I grow my email list. My I use um, the Infusionsoft. This keep. Yeah. Um, my, my uh, quiz is in the Thrive Themes uh, platform. So you, what is I don't know. My whole website is built on that. Um, I use. My, I connect with people through my podcast, through email, um, Facebook. We have a, um, the, you know, there's my Facebook page, but there's a, we also, I have a private uh, Facebook group over there, a Facebook community that is very active, a free community. It's lots of fun. Um, yeah. And even do uh, once a quarter, there's, I do a free five day workshop. So if, people are really wanting to dive into the freedom from overeating concept and really figure out how to apply that to their lives. Um, get on my email list because I'll let you know when we do that. Yeah, we'll have the links. Like basically we're going to copy like 
all of the stuff from the show notes from your podcast and put it here so that all of that's there. I know you mentioned you've got the, the Facebook group and everything that you're just talking about now. So we'll make sure that that's all in the show notes here as well. And uh, yeah. And so is there anything that you could tell yourself 10 years ago that you kind of wish someone would have maybe mentioned or that you could just hop back in time and tell her that and then come back here? <laughs> I think it's when you know what your message is, Focus on sharing your message and don't worry about getting all that other stuff perfect. It really doesn't matter if you have a beautiful website. It really, I mean, it's, it's nice to have that. And I, I love the website, but really say, share your message, let people hear it. And don't, I, I see so many people and I'm sure you do too, Lindsay, who are waiting. Yes. Right? Like they, yes. I'm going to share that as soon as I do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to start the podcast as soon as, like, just do it. Mm -hmm. People hear what you have to say. And um, what you, when you, when you, this is what I would tell myself, when you share your message and you start hearing back from people about how powerful and important it was, um, first of all, that'll motivate you. To, you'll, you'll, it gets easier to keep going, but you, you, you understand that it's important. Yeah. Yes. Yes, the universe is, is saying to you, wow, thank you for doing this. We needed this. And yeah, I love that. I just taught a free uh, video marketing workshop this morning. And kind of like you, like once a, about, I'm kind of more like one quarter of the year, though, I really focus on giving a lot of free content out to the world to kind of grow my email list. And so right now I'm doing a series of free um, video marketing classes. And so very similar to all the things you're saying, I think a lot of fempreneurs get stuck in the perfectionism and comparing themselves to these other people who've probably been making videos for years. And so they look more natural and they're like, well, I'm not going to look like that, so I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Come into this class, meet some other fempreneurs at your level, and you can all follow each other on Instagram and cheer each other on and interview each other on Instagram Live like you and I are doing now. Um, I just think there's so much power in kind of fumbling through it for a while. And how many website rebuilds have you done? Because I know I've done many of them to get to where my website is now. And well, um, now, you know, honestly, the reason I ch chose the platform I did is because it's always going to change. You never yeah. care, right? But what you're talking about, power of connection, um, sharing your message, getting comfortable sharing your message, um, but also just the putting yourself out there and being able to connect. And mm -hmm. you're talking about it as a business building and, and how important that is. And I completely agree. And also in terms of personal development. And that is something that I see in, in my program all the time. People are really hesitant. Like, do I really want to be in a group? Do I really want to talk about this? I certainly don't want to turn my camera on, you know what? And <laughs> something that happens when you connect with other people who are going through the same thing or a similar thing as you. And, and you're, you see it with people who are building a business and I see it with people who are struggling. Um, and maybe not, you know, everything else in your life is going great, but, but this doesn't feel good. And when you can share in a place that feels safe and work on mm -hmm. stuff, um, it is, and the, people always worry about the vulnerability, but it is so empowering to realize you're and there is help and other people share similar feelings and um we have i think we forget this in this crazy world we live in right now definitely yeah it's amazing how um, how many times 
women will stop what they want to do because they just don't feel like they're there yet or they don't have the right website or they don't have, you know, whatever the thing is. And it's like, but I I think I'm with you. I persevered through a lot of the not knowing what I was doing (laughs) and just did things anyways and kind of waited for the universe to show me if I was sort of on the right track and then figure it out. Um, But eventually whenever I found someone or something that I knew I needed in that moment, um, and I took Tim Ferriss's advice a lot after I met Tim Ferriss, not met him, but you know, like, I feel like I know him because he's my favorite podcast, but like, you know, the just in time information rather than just in case. So it was like, oh, six months from now, I might need to know how to do that, but I'm not going to take a course or hire a coach for that right now. And it was always that thing that I was already struggling with and the universe would place that person in my path that knew how to do it or, you know, and, and so I think um, there's just so much to be said for that. And I know a lot of women, and, um, you know, listening to this podcast episode or feeling that struggle with, with food and nutrition and not having the answers that they need and they're telling themselves lies. It's very similar, actually, like my original kind of career that led me down this path to the Fempreneurs was um, financial coaching. So I was helping women get kind of out of that feeling of not knowing what they're doing with their money and feeling like money wasn't serving them. And even just having that negative relationship with money where you think of money and you kind of cringe and you just want to run away. Like, I feel like food is very similar. A lot of the things you've mentioned kind of parallel that same message where we're taught things about food as kids. We're taught things about how food should be and when don't eat after age and different things like that. Right. So it's really great that you're, um, you're really debunking a lot of those myths, but replacing those lies with with truths that people can create themselves out of their own desires and and their own wants for their life. So thank you for doing this incredible work. I want to ask you one more question about the niching thing, because I know a lot of entrepreneurs have trouble with taking a bigger business that serves a lot of people and then kind of niching down. How did you do that? Like, was is it really easy or did you feel like you were leaving some people behind? Well, I worked with a coach. Well, actually, let's see. I knew what I wanted to do and then I obsessed over it. And mm-hmm. was it was it much stuff about niching, right? You know, and um, did I feel like I was leaving people behind? Yeah. At the beginning, at the very, very beginning, I was worried, would you be small, right? Would people... It is so powerful to know who you are talking to. It is, and I, I don't think I think people just get hung up on the whole niche thing because because there are people who do not who are talking to a broader range of people and it works just fine. But I but I think it I think it um, I don't know if I can say this in a way that makes sense. I think what resonates is when you know who you are talking. And, and for me, I've and I I have always known who I'm talking to. And I get that feedback. People say, I, th- I thought you were inside my head, right? I, how did you know this stuff? I didn't know anybody. Um, I think that can be true, though, for people who have a more general niche as well. It just mm-hmm. depends what kind of work you're doing. I don't know. Did, yeah. I, answer, did I answer your question? Well, well, yeah, you answered my question. I guess I'm kind of curious to know more of the story of, you know, how that went for you and how did you push through that because it's kind of I don't know everyone I've talked to says it kind of feels almost like you have this big group of friends and then you say to them I'm only going to hang out with these people now I'm going to try to find more people like them 
And it almost feels kind of like, oh, but like you said, it's, we know why we do it and we know we have to do it, but like, how did you do it? Um, Because it obviously required a rebrand. You you had to kind of find a business name for that specific niche and like, it, 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 it. I think it I did it over time and that's why I'm having a hard time okay so it was it wasn't a big huge shift all at once it was a gradual thing that's that's good to know actually yeah it was a gradual thing and I think what happened actually to go back to what advice I would give my my past self um, it really happened rather organically it started probably if you looked back it was kind of broader and murkier and (laughs) and the more I used my voice the more I talked the more I uh, before I had my podcast I was I was reading articles and blogging every week and the more I talked the more I realized who I was and the more I tried things and created programs and I understood you know you attract you attract the people that you're speaking to and I and and so they they came to me and I was talking to them and at this point it's really clear I, and I kind of do it you know without even thinking about it and so it's hard to go back and and describe it okay well I like that because I think a lot of entrepreneurs really they try to rush it they, they're like oh I have to niche over here the universe is telling me to go over here so they 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 almost like put their business on hold while they try to change everything over. And I like that you said, no, no, it's gradual. Like, don't be in a rush. It's got to feel right. Exactly. And you know, um, this isn't about niching, but early on in um, early, 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 early on in my business, I went to a um, webinar with a with a really big coach, you know, it was a really big business coach. And I went to this webinar where she was launching her program and it actually, it was a tele, it was a tele thing. Um, it was that long ago and they hadn't turned off the thing when you went on, when you kind of got onto the call, they hadn't turned off the thing that tells you how many people were on the call. And so when I connected, it said something like, there are 12 people on the call. And in my, in my fantasy, I mean, I thought she had 5,000 people on this call, right? I thought, cause she had this huge persona and this whole thing. And um, to me, and, and, and you know what? She, she was very sick. She is still around. She's very successful. And I'm sure her launch was very successful, but it really solidified for me how many ideas I was walking around with in my head about what other people were doing and what was the right thing to do and what was success. And, and I think it does connect with knowing what your niche is, who are the people you serve and what is your tagline and all that stuff. And you know what, here's this person that I, you know, she had 12 people and it was fine. Um, we can just take things step by step by step, which is mm-hmm. actually what I teach in a whole different way, right? You don't have to have it all figured out at the beginning. Um, Definitely. Yeah. That's really great. I love that that story that's really really powerful changed me because I just thought I was this little you know I had I was doing calls that had 12 people on them I was like I'm at the same level as her yeah well I did started to realize you know what I can do this it's not like they have a whole different manual that I don't have right that's so cool I love I love that story so much yeah that would be that would be powerful for sure what a way to kind of get out of your own way to realize that you're the same as them yeah. 
Yeah. Instead of putting them on a pedestal and thinking you've got this far to go, it's like, oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what was that? I said, she just had 12 people. I mean, I, I still, that's exactly the number. I remember the number because it, it was like, wow, this is not rocket science. We can do this. You know how many people I had on my call this morning? Interestingly enough, 12. <laughs> and when you started telling that story, I'm like, this is bizarre. Anyways, that's so funny. It's just fine. And it reverberates, right? Other people will see yeah. Other people will hear the replay. Other, we just have to get out of our own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom, both about, you know, your area of expertise. Well, I guess you've got many, but you know, your, your, your main business, too much on her plate, your book, your podcast, your amazing knowledge with helping women um, with their food. And then over here with the business growth stuff, that's been super valuable. So thank you for opening up about your business and the progression that you've uh, taken it through. Is there anything you'd like to leave fempreneurs with, whether it be to do with one or the other or one of each? <laughs> um, wow, we have covered such a wide area. Um, I, not, I think all of it, we don't have to get it perfect. But if mm. it's not working for you, don't settle with mm. your with food, with your you're eating with what you're doing with your life and your business um you know you get to be the boss absolutely thank you so much and uh yeah we're really happy that i found you and discovered your podcast and hoping that more of the fempreneurs here in our community will head over to your podcast as well and to grab your um and grab your or i guess take your quiz quiz that's what i want you to do yeah yes. because it will will get you centered yes yes do that i will be doing that myself as well and get on your i'll be getting on your email list i would love to check out your um your five-day challenge thing what was that again five-day workshop yep the free yes. for eating workshop yeah awesome yeah well thank you so much have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, i'm glad we're connected now so i'm sure we see each other in the future thank you Hello, Fempreneurs. This is Laura, producer of the Fempreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to hang out with Lindsay and I and other women like you, head over to femteen.com. We'd love to help you grow your business. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.